Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Whether you're in the building, you braved the snow, or whether you're watching us online, we welcome our online audience, and we pray that the Lord would anoint you and bless you right where you are. So put another log on the fire if you're at home, grab another cup of coffee, and let's get ready to worship the Lord this morning. If you're here in the house, would you stand as we begin to worship today? Lord, we thank you and we worship you as the highest king. We welcome you into this place today. Hallelujah. So sing together. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, give love for me. Oh, his love. The sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. Free at last, come on. Free at last, He has ransomed me, oh, His grace ransomed While I was a
darkness and into his marvelous light. And Lord, we rejoice in who you are today. Lord, we give praise to you, for you are the great God and greatly to be praised. There is no other God that is like you. So out of an abundant heart that's full of praise, we pour it out. At your feet, we worship and adoration. Hallelujah. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. Every heart that is broken, great are you, Lord. It's your love, we are lost, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your love, we are lost, so we. Oh, 
are great and greatly to be praised. Lord, when we look around and we think about all the things that you have brought us through, we can look with assurance and with faith and with hope that you have met us right where we needed you. I was thinking about the concept of the word here. Sometimes here is a physical location. Physical location. Sometimes here is a set of circumstances. Today, those of us in this building, we're, we're here. We're in this place. Those of you that are home watching us online, you're there. You're, you're here. But some of us this morning are looking at our circumstances. We're looking in the mirror at ourselves or we're looking at God and saying, why am I here again? And so today, whether here is a physical place for you or whether it's a set of circumstances or it's an emotional situation or it's something that you just can't seem to get past. The Holy Spirit wants to meet you right here. Right now. Above all the distraction, above all the stress, above all of it. He wants us to be here in His presence, worshiping Him. Hallelujah. Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is a place where you promise to be. Hallelujah. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here? All I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Come on, as I walk. As I walk now through the valley, let your love rise above every fear, like the sun shaping the shadow in my weakness, your glory. Not enough let you come. Will you meet me here again? Is all I want. Is all you. 
never have you left us or forsaken us. Hallelujah. Let's sing together. Oh, and not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, drive on to The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. And not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. And come, Holy Spirit, drive on the waken. The Lord is location for a set of circumstances. We thank you that that's where you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not enough unless you come. Will you All I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Oh, I'm not enough. Not enough. Unless you our circumstances, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our rejoicing, in the middle of whatever we find ourselves in. That's where you are. That's where you want to be. So, Lord, we welcome you to that place today. We welcome you into that place today. Psalm 46, beginning in verse 1, says, God is our refuge and strength ever-present help in time of trouble. You could rephrase that to say an ever-present help here. Right? Therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Psalm 46 goes on uh, several more verses. And then in verse 10, down near the end, it says, And he says, Be still and know 
that I am God. It's hard to be still, isn't it? It's hard to be still when so many things are going on around us that we just want to get our hands on and change. And I don't know if you're like me, but I kind of like to be the main character. So when there's a situation that needs to be fixed, I like to fix it. Because I want people to say, hey, he fixed that. When God says, be still, I can't fix anything. I can't be involved in anything. I can't be important. I have to be, I have to sit in the back seat. Most of you have never ridden in a car with me, but I don't sit in the back seat. God wants me to sit in the back seat. And maybe some of you here in this room or watching us online, maybe you need to sit in the back seat. It's a hard place to sit. But he is right here with us and with you. And he will always be. Will you pray with me? Bill, before you pray. Yes. I'm sorry. I really feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to share a circumstance that happened a couple weeks ago with me. Um, I was here, and um, before the Saturday night service, I'm cleaning tables. And for the first time in, I can't even tell you how long, I was alone in the celebration room. And normally the praise team's up here practicing, but they had done their thing, and they were backstage. The lights were low. And I was cleaning tables, and I was feeling having one of those conversations with God where I was saying, you know, God, it's unfair that I can't go to the altar and spend time at the altar because circumstances keep me from being able to get there. And that song that we just sang was playing. And I heard God say, well, here we are. Here we are, so let's go. And I stood here in the celebration room by myself with God. I had a spray bottle in one hand and a towel in the other. And I stood and turned to the crosses here. And I started to sing to him. And he met me there. And I feel like sometimes we think we have to be at the altar. Sometimes we think that we have to be in church. Sometimes we think that we have to have the perfect circumstance to meet with God. And I feel like there's somebody who's watching today that needs to hear these words because God is where you are. God meets you where you are. God is in your circumstances. He's in your need. And I just felt so strongly that God needed to speak that to somebody today, that he'll meet you wherever. He doesn't need an altar. He doesn't need a church. He doesn't need a building. Thank God we have the altar and the church and the building. But he'll meet you there. So that's just what I felt the Lord leading me to speak this morning. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you that no matter where here is, no matter what here is, that that's where you are with us. Strengthening us, and upholding us, giving us peace, bringing your joy and your love in our lives, even in the middle of our worst pain. So, Lord, I pray today for those in the room. And as Debbie said, if there's somebody who's watching us today, or maybe you're going to be watching this 
after Sunday morning. Maybe it's sometime during the middle of the week or next week or next month. And you're watching this message. Right where you are is where God is. Thank you, Lord, for being there. Always for us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Hey, CTC family. I'm Lynn, and here's this week's news. As a part of expanding our online campus reach, we're launching an online-only service at 11 a.m. beginning on February 21st. There will not be an in-person service at this time at the Bear Campus. Just like the 9 a.m. broadcast, you will have the chance to interact with our hosts and greeters, give online, and ask for prayer. We will continue to meet in person at 6 p.m. Saturday and 9 a.m. Sunday at the Bear Campus and in person at 11 a.m. at the Ellesmere Campus. Hope Lunch is a ministry to our community every Wednesday at 11 a.m. where we enjoy worship, a message by different speakers each week, and communion. After that, we eat lunch together and send our guests home with a bag of groceries. For many who attend, it is their only weekly worship experience. We need your help. We need three to five people who will step up and take on this ministry as servers for the individually packaged lunches. If you would like to serve in this ministry, contact me at lpointexter at ctcde.net. For more information on these and other events, visit our website at ctcde.net or go to our Facebook page. If you need prayer, you can call the Bear Campus office at 302-836-2862 or the Ellesmere Campus office at 302-998-4584. You can also email us at prayer at ctcde.net or if you're worshiping online, you can click the request prayer button at the bottom of your screen. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week. Good morning again. Uh, those announcements. Thank you, Lynn, for those announcements. And, and again, as Pastor Roger says on a frequent basis, those are not just announcements. Those are things that are going on in our church that we want you to be aware of. And that uh, whether you're here in the building or whether you're watching us online, you can get involved in those things. And so, again, we want to welcome uh, especially our online. Well, actually, especially our in-house audience today, because you guys have braved the snow. Is there snow on the ground out there now? I don't know. I've been in here in this building a long time today. Uh, so I don't know if there's any snow on the ground or not. Uh, but if there is, I hope you're going to take some time later on to build a snowman or have some fun with your family or uh, whatever you choose today uh, to do. Uh, those of you that are in the building this morning, if you're new here today, we want to invite you to stop by our Welcome Center on the way out. Uh, it's a brand new Welcome Center. We have a free gift for you. We have some folks that will meet you there. Uh, give you some information about the church. If you are watching us online and you're new, uh, right where you're uh, watching in the church online window, up in the upper right-hand corner, you can click the I'm new here uh, button and uh, you can fill out the information. We also ask that you fill out a connect card. Uh, that's available uh, online as well as in the house. And uh, if you would like to give this morning, uh, we thank you for the faithfulness of God's people to give. And we have been blown away over these last number of months 
uh, at how God has continued to sustain the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone through your faithfulness and through your faithful giving. So we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, so if you have prayer requests, uh, again, you can put those on the Connect card if you're in-house, your offering envelope if you're in-house. Uh, if you are online, as Lynn said on the video, you can click the Request Prayer button uh, at the bottom of your screen, and one of our uh, hosts will uh, be able to meet you in a chat room and pray with you privately uh, if you want to uh, do that. So, again, we thank you for worshiping with us today. And uh, we pray for Pastor Roger and Carolyn uh, as they are out of town. Pastor Roger, I don't know if you're aware, but his uncle passed away this week. So they're in Florida today. Uh, this this uh, weekend, the funeral was, I believe, yesterday. So they'll be flying back uh, to Philadelphia tomorrow. So we pray God's safety uh, for them and comfort for their family and encouragement uh, as they spend time together. So can you uh, bow with me for prayer uh, as we... Uh, welcome Pastor Sharon to come and, and bring the message this morning. Father, we thank you for your anointing on your servant. And we thank you for Pastor Sharon and for the word that she has for us today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that we know is already here. And we pray that you would overshadow us today by that spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. here with you this morning, even on this snowy morning. I really enjoyed uh, Pastor Bill's analogy about God wanting us to be in the back seat. Because today, as we move into the next message in our God's Eye View series, we're going to be talking about bridges. The title of the message is Bridges of Love. And when I'm crossing a bridge, I'd rather be in the back seat and let somebody else do the driving. I have a little little bit of nervousness when I cross a bridge. When I think of bridges, I think of the Delaware Memorial Bridge. I grew up in a little neighborhood named Garfield Park. And Garfield Park is located just off Route 9, just south of the city of Wilmington, a little bit north of the town of Newcastle. And one, one of the things I remember about growing up in that area was that the Delaware Memorial Bridge was right there. When I was first born, there was only one span of the bridge. But when I was about four years old, they started construction on the second span of the bridge. And I have vivid memories of seeing that bridge, that second span, grow and grow and grow and as it was being constructed. And um, it took about four years, and I think it was 1968 when it opened to traffic. But I remember watching that bridge taking shape as it reached from the Delaware, the state of Delaware to the state of New Jersey, crossing the Delaware River. And as a child, I was really afraid when we would drive over that bridge. I wanted to go over the bridge because there was cool things on the other side. There used to be this little amusement park called Riverview, and 
I loved going there. And so I wanted to cross the bridge, but I was afraid. Wanted to get to the good stuff, but to get to the good stuff, I had to cross the bridge. As we would drive over that bridge, I would look over the side and see all that water down there, and it would be so scary. So I would shut my eyes, and I would hope that the bridge was strong enough to get me there, to that good place. Well, sharing Christ with one another is a lot like building a bridge. We have to form a connection with someone. We don't just throw Jesus at them, right? You form a connection with somebody. And that connection is like a bridge that paves the way for us to be able to share the good news of Jesus. We have to help another person see what's on the other side of that bridge. Something really good is on the other side of that bridge. And we have to help them cross the bridge. You know, we're the support for one another on the journey. Last week, if you were part of one of our services, you saw that little movie clip of the movie The Peace Child. And it was about a missionary named Don Richardson who was able to take the ritual of the Sawi tribe, a ritual that involved giving the tribal leader's son to the other tribe to raise. And it was supposed to establish peace between the two tribes. And Don Richardson was able to take that ritual and use it as a bridge to connect the truth of God with the Sawi people. He took that ritual and used it as an example to talk about how God gave God's own son to demonstrate love for all humanity as the ultimate peace child. And then Don was able to help the Sawi people cross that bridge into being believers. Most of us don't find ourselves in a situation where we're in a foreign country and dealing with people that don't speak our language or a primitive culture. But we don't have to look very far to find people that need Jesus, right? I mean, our families, our own families, have people that don't know Jesus. Our co-workers, our circle of friends, our neighbors, everywhere we go, there are people that don't know Jesus. And they're not experiencing that joy and love that comes from being in a relationship with Christ. And that's where our job begins. Our job is to build that bridge between folks that don't know Jesus and the heart of Jesus himself. You know, the gospel is more than just a story. It's more than just a message. It's a relationship with this person of Jesus Christ. And we are the bridge builders. God's bridges are always under construction. And God has commissioned us with being the builders and the drivers across the bridge to take somebody over the bridge. Let's look at an example from Scripture. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. talks about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. It says, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south, down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. 
Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. And Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there is some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop and they went into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. This is the beginning of the witness to the ends of the earth. In the first sermon of the series, we talked about how God's mission was from the beginning for the entire earth to be filled with people who love God and who worship God and people that would be loved by God. In the perspectives class that many of us have signed up for, we've been talking about God is a missionary God. And the Acts of the Apostles tells us how this began to take place after the coming of the Holy Spirit. People began to share the good news of Jesus. Philip went where God sent him. That's a key. Because of Philip's obedience to God and to the Holy Spirit, the good news was able to reach Ethiopia. Philip followed the Spirit's leading, went where God sent him. Even though he had had a successful ministry in Samaria, he was preaching to great crowds in Samaria. And even though he was very successful there, he got up and left when God said go. He obediently left the ministry at the bidding of the angel of the Lord. And he began to travel this desert road that the angel told him to to seek out. What was happening here is God was laying a bridge before Philip. God laid this bridge and invited Philip to cross it into an unknown territory. And that's the way God works sometimes. Sometimes God puts this bridge in front of us and invites us to cross it. And we don't know what's on the other side. All we know is that God is asking us to cross. And we have to cross our own bridges before we can build bridges for someone else. God invites us to step out of our comfort zone in order to build a bridge that will connect God with a person that God is seeking out. God is trying to woo that person into a relationship. Another thing Philip did was he began the discussion where the man was. 
The man was <clears throat> immersed in reading the scriptures. He was reading the prophecies of, of Isaiah. That eunuch was obviously a believer. He was dedicated to God. He had traveled a long distance to worship in Jerusalem. But he was not yet familiar with the news of Jesus. He was reading the, the scriptures of the prophets. The Jews had a, a relationship with Ethiopia in those days, and it's likely that this man was a Gentile convert to Judaism. And so Philip finds this man reading scripture, and he takes advantage of that opportunity, just like Don Richardson took advantage of the opportunity with the customs of the Sawi people. He took advantage of that opportunity to talk about Jesus. Philip took advantage of this man's interest in scripture, And use that interest to build a bridge from the prophecies this man was reading to the story of Jesus. He was able to show him the good news. And then he invited the man to cross the bridge into being a believer. Crossing that bridge into something better. Philip explained how Jesus was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecies. You know, Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? And the man begged Philip to explain it to him. And so then Philip followed the Holy Spirit's leading and explained that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of these prophecies that were being read by the man. And this man was in charge. He was an important man. He was in charge of the treasury of Ethiopia. So his conversion to Christianity brought Christianity into the powerful structures of that government. That man, after his conversion, became a bridge builder. That's how God works. When we share the good news, we should do what Philip did. We should start where the person's concerns are focused, where the other person's concerns are focused. That's, then we can take God's word and show them how God's word applies to those concerns. And God will give us the help we need so that we can meet someone where they are. God will lead us on how to do that. Our willing hearts and our willing hands are what God is asking for. And God will give us the materials to build those bridges. Have you ever asked yourself, where is God sending you? You know, we, we may not understand God's plan, but we have to trust that God does have a plan. God will, if we ask God, lead us to where we can be part of God's missionary plan. And God will empower us to build those bridges and to support people as they cross them. Look at what God did in the moment when Philip baptized the man. You know, baptism is a sign of identification with Jesus. And this man had crossed that bridge to that moment where he said, okay, I need to be baptized. And although Philip was the only witness, the baptism occurred. And it was important for the man to take that step. He had to cross the bridge. And as disciples, we need to be able to help people cross those bridges. We need to help them prepare to take whatever the next step is for them. And then after they came up out of the baptismal waters, it says that Philip was suddenly snatched away and transported to a different city. 
this man was now prepared to go and build bridges for other people. And the miraculous sign, that miraculous sign that occurred, confirmed that the power of the Holy Spirit was with him. The Ethiopian had a sense of urgency that he needed to be, he was ready, he needed to be baptized. There are still a lot of bridges that we need to build. And I think in these times, it's even more urgent. There's even more of a sense of urgency. One of the things about growing up in the 60s that I remember is that we had the best music. Absolutely the best music. And some of those songs are still around. And one song that I really love is Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. The first stanza of that song says, When you're weary and feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. I'm on your side. And when times get rough and friends just can't be found, like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. That should be our mantra. You know, we meet people every day that are weary and that are feeling small and that have tears in their eyes. And we can be the hand of God that dries those tears. We can be the person that's on their side. We can be the bridge over troubled water. Isn't that what sharing Christ is all about? Everybody has troubled water in their lives. That, that reminds me of that image of looking down at the Delaware River when we drove across the bridge. And sometimes I was so scared that I would just close my eyes in the back seat, close my eyes and trust my dad who was the driver and just have it in my mind that there's something good on the other side of this bridge. And I just got to get across the bridge to get to it. But it was scary. But let me tell you, though, one day I looked up. And when you look up and you're on that bridge and you look up, you see all of the beams and the girders and those cables and that steel framework. And you realize that it's all connected together and that's making the bridge strong. Well, that's another thing that, that we need to be aware of. It's important for us to stay connected to each other. In this church, we say that we're here to love God and to love people so that all might know the life-giving love of Jesus, the life-changing love of Jesus. By staying connected to one another, we become a framework, like a, the framework of a bridge. We're stronger together, and it makes the bridges that we build to connect others stronger. Crossing a bridge can be very, very scary. And crossing a bridge, if you're not sure what's on the other side, is even scarier. But even when you know that the other side has something really good, it can still be scary when you're on the bridge. We can make crossing those bridges less scary to someone else. Because many of us have been where they are. Our job is to connect people to Christ. That's what it's all about. Because the bottom line is Christ is the ultimate bridge. We need to remember that we're charged with building the bridges that connect others to the heart of the one who laid himself down over all of our troubled waters so that we would have a clear bridge 
to eternal life with our Creator God. Amen and hallelujah. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you for this time and and this being here, as Pastor Bill so adequately put it, being here in this time in this place, Lord, because we know you are with us. We know that you have called us. And we ask you to give us your Holy Spirit so that we would have the strength and the courage to take the message of your bridge to others. All this I pray in Jesus' name. And let the church say, Amen. We have some next steps that you can follow to get connected. And one thing that you can do right now if you're watching from home is to to hit the prayer button at the bottom of your screen because we have people that are willing and able to pray with you. And uh, we can also, um, if you need prayer, you can also call one of the numbers that's listed. So we just ask you to, uh, to stay connected. You can also join in our Zoom meeting, which is sometimes Sundays at 11. It's not going to be held today, but also Tuesdays at 7 p.m. We have a Zoom meeting called um, Beyond, where we talk about the weekend's message and share thoughts with one another. Now, as we move into our time of communion, I ask if you would join with me, and you may stand if you're able and if you feel comfortable doing so, and join with me in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth i believe in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the power of the holy spirit and born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified died and was buried he descended to the dead on the third day he rose again he ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of the father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. If you're watching from home, I would ask that you get some bread, maybe a cracker or something to have as your communion elements and glass of water a glass of juice so that you can participate in this holy meal with us because christ our lord invites all of us to his table because while we were yet sinners christ died for us and that proves god's love toward us it assures us that in the name of jesus christ we are forgiven of our sins on the night before jesus gave himself up he took bread and he gave thanks to you And he gave it to his disciples and said, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, when the supper was over, he took the cup. And again, he gave thanks and praise to God. And he gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This blood is, this is my, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and the juice of the vine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood.
should have received or there should have be at your place if you're in the if you're in the room one of these um, cups with the with the wafer and the juice and so I would ask if you would just remove the top layer and expose the wafer and together we will give thanks for the body of Christ which was broken for each of us in love And if you remove the second layer, we'll consume together the blood of Christ, which was poured out for each of us in love. Our Lord, when asked by his disciples how they should pray, taught them to approach God with the confidence of children coming before a loving parent. And therefore, we have the courage to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen would you pray with me Lord God, we thank you for your presence in this holy meal. We thank you for your presence among us on this morning. Go with us as we leave this place today and and keep us safe. Lord, give us the courage to be the bridge builders that you have asked us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. When we think about the elements of communion and we think about the celebration of communion, it was a horrific time for Jesus, right? It was a horrible time for him. But today we have reason to celebrate because of what he's done for us. We have reason to celebrate and rejoice and be glad because of the sacrifice that God made in the form of his only son, Jesus. And so when we come around the table It is a time of soberness and and thinking and remembering, but it's also a time of celebration. So let's sing and worship the Lord today. If you want to come and pray and kneel here at the front, you can come and do that while we continue to worship. If you need somebody to pray with you, uh, there'll be some folks that are available to do that. But let's lift our voices and sing in celebration to the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore at His table. Sing it again, I will feast. Oh, I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table the Lord I won't hunger
God does meet us where we are, and we are so thankful for that, and we're so thankful for the Holy Spirit that has been with us this morning. And now, as we go forth from this place, may the grace, mercy, and peace of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you this day, this week, and into all eternity. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. Come, all you weary, come and Yoke is he. 